Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Healing Conversations. My name is Einav Avni with Untangled Healing and today with us Lisa Seattle. Lisa, hi, thank you for being here. It's so lovely to have you here. Oh, hi, Anna. I'm so glad to be here. I mean, I, I love uh, that we got to connect um, and I just yeah, thank you for having me. Wonderful. So today we're having a really interesting conversation, right, about building confidence to heal your life. Uh, just before we get into that, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Well, I am a, a business coach, a, a health coach term business coach, and I work with uh, female holistic coaches and entrepreneurs and help them get their business started and go from ideal idea to launch. Um, prior to that, uh, I, my background's in occupational therapy for 18 years, and I've been running businesses for more than 30, so <laughs> I'm a health nut as well. Right, right. So, um, so what what made you change that the focus from just the, the health coach to the business coach? Um, I think for that because I've been doing the health coaching for seven years, but in two years ago, during the whole you know last couple of years, I just saw that um, I saw a lot of people taking health coaching courses, graduating from health coaching schools and not doing anything with the business. And I thought this is a business, especially because of the last couple of years that more and more people are looking for coaches. They're looking for a holistic viewpoint and a holistic way of helping themselves get healthy again, because I think they realized that uh, what was they were doing is not working quite as well as they would want it to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and so how 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 are you finding this uh, this this new you know the business coaching and and you know especially for people in in this in this realm? It's it's been really great. Um, I've actually spent the last year uh, creating a whole website platform, a whole digital platform for coaches, and I created a whole program that takes them step by step. It's a roadmap to how they can get their business up and running. And I think the, re you know, I've, the reason I did all this is because I, I want to help. My whole goal is to help so many hundreds of thousands of people get healthy. And I know that they can on their own for the most part, uh, yeah. but I can only reach so many people. So in helping all these coaches, then we create this ripple effect where more and more people are, you know, have access to coaches who know what they're doing, who have a great program and can help them out in so many ways. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the ti the title of the of the talk today: building uh, confidence to to heal your life. Tell me about it. Okay, so back oh gosh, thirty years ago almost. Um, <laughs> thirty years ago, I, I think about that number. But I had not only one but two sisters within about a four or five year period of time um, be diagnosed with breast cancer, and so when my first sister got that breast cancer, she was only 36 years old. And I thought, oh, she was my older sister. I'm like, oh, that was scary for me. And I thought I was going to doctors. They were telling me to, you know, take the BRCA test. They were telling me to get on tamoxifen. They were telling me all these things. And I thought it just did not resonate with me for whatever reason. And so I started doing a lot of research. And what I found was that lifestyle played a big factor. And you know, your ability to stay healthy. 
so that's when I started delving into everything. Um, I had no clue as what, what I was doing. And it's when computers were just coming about. Like, so I, I did a lot of reading. I love to read, but I really started delving into all the aspects of how I could prevent getting breast cancer. And, um, you know, several years later, when my younger sister got it, she was only 31. And so that really hit home. I had an aunt who had it, but she was older. And I thought, oh, there's no big deal, right? I mean, you know, people get sick. But when my sisters got it, what I related to through my research is that a lot of it was through stress. A lot of it was through lifestyle. A lot of it was through, you know, negative self-talk. And all of that just like, it just hit me in a way. And I felt like at that moment, God had just made me pause and say, hey, you, you know, what are you going to do about it? Right. And so I really just delved into everything. And I became went from being not knowing anything at all to just learning all of this amazing information. And then, then I started implementing it in my own life. And within a really short period of time, I was seeing a difference in the way I felt. I was like, wow, I'm feeling really good. I'm not feeling gassy. I'm not feeling bloated. I don't, you know, have more energy, um, all these different things. And I was like, really intrigued by that. And that, that started my journey. And it just continued. And it has continued even till today. Uh, I don't think it'll ever stop. Yeah. And that's, that's so incredible what you're saying. I, I totally agree. And my, my, my own learning and research brought me to the same conclusion that all of these emotions and stress and trauma that we store in our body, they, they, they have to come out some, somewhere, somehow. And sometimes it's cancer, sometimes it's other things, but, but we have to, to learn to do things differently to, to process all of these things and not to allow it to just, you know, collect dust in a sense until it explodes. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that part of my journey has just been in the last, you know, probably six years, like uh, probably about eight years, um, mm. where I started realizing that a lot of the emotions that I was hanging on to were part of what was holding me back, right? And so prior to that, it was all just getting comfortable and knowledgeable about what I could eat and what I could do. I was a smoker. I, I was a drinker, but not a big drinker. Um, but I was a smoker and I was a total junk food eater, like total. I grew up on junk food, um, mm. basically. And it was just learning all of those things of just implementing one little thing after another, one little thing, and just getting more knowledge and seeing how I felt. And if something didn't feel good, I would change it and do something else. And really, it was just habit stacking. It was just, you know, getting new healthy habits in place of all the crappy stuff that I was doing. And with that, you know, I changed my life. I mean, really, I changed my life. And then, you know, the other thing was I started to exercise, which... I knew nothing about again. And so all these little starts where people, I feel like people have to gain confidence in what they want to implement. We rely so much on the medical system that we're not taking any control of what our bodies need and what we should be doing for them. Right. And, and, and so like, we just, we just get afraid to do it. We get afraid to take control and we give our power away. 
Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I, I think it's really incredible that you say you had the news about the cancer of, of both sisters, but but really the younger one really shook you to the core, right? Because she was close and she was younger. And, and, and for you to then do something, actually get up and do something, it's so actually unusual, I want to say, because a lot of the time we still actually want some magic pill to, to come and sort everything and solve everything for us. Yeah. I was just listening to, um, I was part of a masterclass um, a couple of days ago, and this woman, she she was saying, yes, yeah, she she had breast cancer as well, and you know was more advanced now, and um, and she just want she she really just wanted the magic pill for what 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 can I do about it, and the doctor, and he was all about the mind body connection and and all of that, he was saying, vegetable juice, <laughs> you know, like ten <laughs> ten glasses a day in the morning, ten ten glasses of juice, and coffee. What is it, Amina? I mean. Uh, you know the coffee thing that you you use to 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 empty yourself. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the actual name. Um, and he, and he was saying do this, and he was like, "This is what you need to do." And she was like, "That's not what I'm asking. I need that that magic pill, even if it's yeah. more like a spiritual idea." Even so, so I'm just saying that for you to actually take this on board and to to seek the change and actually stick with it, even if you didn't know what and how, and was willing to to research and to find your way. It's quite remarkable. It is. And I think that's what I want to, I want to help people learn and I want to help people be inspired by that because yes, coffee enemas, right? Like I've done the whole slew of things, but did I do it all at once? Absolutely not. And there was a lot of things that I tried in the beginning, you know, like I tried a no fat diet and I tried, you know, and, and what I realized in that and like, two weeks, my nails, my skin, everything, my hair was really dry. I'm like, yeah, no, this is not working for me. So I was like, okay, this isn't working. I had to try so many different things. Um, my family didn't like it. Right. Because now, you know, they, they didn't want to eat this, this stuff that I was cooking. Right. And so you have to just like be able to do something for yourself with all the chaos that goes around in in your environment. And I was willing to do that because for me, not getting breast cancer was more important to me than what everybody thought about what I was doing and the changes that I was making. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do it. And I don't even know why I really wanted to do it more holistically back then. I just knew I didn't want to put pills and stuff in my body that I didn't know enough about, even though I was like a, you know, I would get prescription drugs. I would do antibiotics. I, you know, it wasn't that now I have been sick once in the last almost 30 years and I don't take any drugs. I take supplements and, Mm. and people sometimes don't want to do that, right? They have to be open to trying things in a more holistic way because when they are, they're going to see changes in themselves and in their body that they have not seen in a long time. So they really have to just be open to trying. Um, Some of these things aren't going to taste good. Some of them aren't going to, you know, but that's because they're so stuck on the processed food that, you know, when you actually get food that doesn't have all those chemicals in there, doesn't have all the, you know, the sweet taste and, you know, all these things, but they also don't have all the chemicals in it either. Yeah. Yeah, and 
and it's something it's very interesting uh, for me because when I when I use energy healing to to help people, sometimes it's just uh, it's amazing to see how much toxins and stuff of that are kind of you know stuck in our body, and we think you know we don't we don't re realize that it's there and a lot of the toxins are really drugs like uh, pharmacy drugs pharmaceutical drugs and stuff so i mean I, I i definitely understand that and hey you can hear me now i've got a cold second time this this uh well in a month basically and i haven't been ill for for years before that mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm okay fine I, I need to work on myself but but i i really appreciate what you're saying about the the lifestyle change and, and actually not knowing, not necessarily knowing what to do and finding someone to guide you through here, all the options and stick with it and, and really take you through the stages. Yeah. And it is stages because my first stage was just learning about how to eat. Yeah. And one of my fir very first coaching clients came and met me at a health vendor event, walked around the corner and said, you are the person I'm supposed to meet today. He right. said, I want to learn how to eat. He didn't want to learn how to lose weight, although that was his goal, right? The yeah. end goal, he wanted to learn how to eat. And to this day, he's maintained the, you know, I think it was like the 30 pound weight loss. He's become an athlete. He just, you know, what he learned, you know, 10 years ago, has stuck with him because it wasn't a diet. It was a lifestyle change. But the first stages is like just learning and start implementing some healthier food and, you know, crowding out some of the bad food. And then, you know, for me, the next stage was like, oh my gosh, the chemicals in my home and the chemicals that I'm putting on my body. I knew nothing about that. Had I known, um, you know, all of that stuff, like, yeah, I have a son with asthma and I was using all these household chemicals and, you know, thinking back at it now, I'm thinking, oh, my God. Um, but then, you know, that was another stage for me. Yeah. Another stage is the whole mental emotional. And, you know, you and I worked together just a few months ago and, you know, that helped me clear up some emotional things that I was hanging on to very effectively. And so I love the work that you do. And so we need to teach people and people need to realize that it's not going to happen overnight. There is no magic pill. It comes in stages and, and it's a journey. And it's yeah. once you get on it, you're never going to get off of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I think it's really important, this idea that it's a journey and, and, and not to expect these immediate miracles, although you can get small wins along the way to, to help you, you know, keep going at it. But I, I want to ask, because you mentioned earlier, you know, it's the confidence building and all of that. And I know that I, I work a lot with the negative self-talk and people always ask me, well, I know I have a negative self-talk because I, I'm, I, you know, I feel the fear. Everything I want to yeah. do, I feel the fear and I talk myself out of it. How do you help how do you in include all of this, the, the conversation about the negative self-talk in the confidence building? How are you bringing it into, um, you know, the conversations with your clients? So first of all, it's all about awareness because <laughs> nine times out of 10, we don't even know we're doing it. How many times have you, you know, gone from home to work and the whole time you don't even realize how you got to work because in your head you were playing the 
you know, seen from the day before that you had an, you know, a disagreement with your boss, right? Or disagreement with your spouse or whatever. And you, you're just replaying the scenes in your head. So first it's awareness. And I remember this was, this was really big for me ten, uh, eight years ago when I first moved to California. I started listening to a different couple different podcasts and it was like, wow. And, and it be started becoming more aware to me that I was just replaying these scenes and I'm thinking, what a waste of my energy and my time, right? So mm. what I did is I got a normal, regular, soft hairband that you would wear in your hair and I put it around my wrist. And every time I would become aware that I was doing that, I would just snap that little band a couple times on my wrist, not to hurt myself, but just snap mm. it to say, Hey, stop that. Get out of there. You know, stop getting in my head. I need to feel this with good things. So I started every time I realized that started just bringing in some happy memories, some good memories, some, you know, different thoughts. And so the more I did it, the more I caught myself quicker and quicker and quicker. And today I can catch myself as soon as a negative thing comes in my head and I can stop it and change it. And mm -hmm. that has made a difference in the energy that I have, not only in me, but I think that I put out as well. And then that also, you know, gets you to stop uh, when you have better, clearer energy and you're looking, if you have a goal to do, you know, something, but you have all this negative energy, it's never going to manifest. Right. Unless you stop that negative energy, it's like you're counterintuitive and, and, and there's a block in there somewhere. There's a gap and you're imbalanced. So um, just really having people uh, take note, you know, write down, okay, if a negative feeling comes in, why are you here? Like, what are you serving? Right. Right. Did you? <laughs> yes. Thank you for being here. I understand it. And now I'm going to let you go and I'm going to think of something else. You just have to be aware and be willing to try to make the changes. Um, and the more you do, the, the more they come about and you start seeing your whole body shift. You start seeing your energy shift. You start seeing the things you do shift and you're more, you know, optimistic. Um, so it really does help. And it's awareness first. Yeah, and I, I love what you're saying. And I think the, the elastic band or rubber band is it's a wonderful way to, to really snap you into reality. And and I always like to just add that, you know, our negative self-talk is, you know, is exaggerating. It lies to us. Yes. And the most, the most thing, you know, incredible thing to add to this is that it doesn't actually know that we're going to fail. It just, it wants to protect us, right? So here we are listening to lies and not doing instead of ignoring the lies or you know acknowledging the lies and moving on but doing the thing that is actually calling us in the first place mm -hmm. so I, yeah. I i like that you that you're saying that um and so really as i'm as i'm listening to to everything that you're saying you know it's really that you need to be you know of course the awareness is so important right you need to know that you are not where you want to be and also be aware that there is a way even yes. if you don't know it straight away Yes. And I, you know, I think one of the biggest things uh, in this whole thing of gaining that confidence is to, you know, take the time to either write it down or just think about it or whatever it is, but where you really are presently, like really, where are you? And you have to be honest with yourself. So that's, that was one of the key things for me. 
I had to be honest with where I was at. And it's just like when they say, if you track something, it'll grow. Right. So if you know what you're, where you are right now, whether it's finances, whether it's your weight, whether it's your health, wherever it is and where you want to go, um, you'll more likely get it, but you have to be completely honest with where you are right now. And what are the things you want to change? What's really deep in your heart, not just what everybody around you wants you to do or what they think your life should be, but what do you want out of your life? And so often, especially as women, I think because we wear so many hats, but I think today even men are in that realm of wearing so many hats today. Um, What do you really want out of your life? But, you know, this is, I mean, so important, but I think also a lot, a lot of the time what tends to happen is that people say, I want, you know, this is maybe what I want out of my life. And then it's the connecting into the fear again of, so, I don't know how to get there. I don't know how it's going to, how long it's going to last. Will it be more painful than where I am right now? So they allow all of these unknowns to, you know, to kind of settle as the layer before the, the, this is what I want for myself. So then they end up not doing rather than doing. So what 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 is something that you you can you know tell us or or share with these people to say actually? Well, your words. I don't want to put the words. <laughs> what is something that you can say to these people? Just about the fear, you know. Think about this. So so a lot of my coaches that I work with, right? They're always like, "Oh, I'm scared. I don't. I'm not confident. I'm not this." I've I have a gift that I've always been confident. It's just something that I've always been. But think about this. When I I went to occupational therapy school, right? And we learned all this stuff, how to be an occupational therapist, what's the right things to do, the perfect things to do, like getting a stroke patient out of bed on the strong side. And, you know, you got to do this, right? But then I went to work in a nursing home. And some of these places were really small and I've got this stroke patient and there's no way I'm getting him out on the strong side. There's just no way I've got to learn how to get him out on the weak side, which is a whole nother ball game. And it's a scary thought, right? So how do you do that? First, you get some other nurses to help you figure this out. Right. And then you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep doing it until you get stronger, more confident. It's like anything you do in life, you, you start a new job, you have a baby, you know, you get married, you get a new relationship. It's scary. It gets more comfortable with more things, you, more times you do it. So it's the same with fear. Step into the fear and do it and just practice it, practice it, practice it. Um, I can't tell you how many awful meals I made <laughs> when I first started trying to get healthy. Uh, plenty. I don't can't tell you how many Times I I messed up things that, you know, when I went live or, you know, started coaching people, plenty, but I just kept doing it. And that's the thing. We just have to step into the fear and take those little bit of risks. When you were a kid, you did that, right? Think about your kids that you're watching. They have no fear. I think we have to adapt some of that kid-like stuff again and just say, yeah, I can do this. I'm just going to keep practicing it until I get it where I want it. Yeah, I think I think it's that, and also you know, it's not. Don't be afraid to 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 reach out to someone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you know, having a coach. I think everybody needs a coach of some kind, 
right? A coach, a mentor, you know, somebody they look up to that they can call, that they can talk to. And coaches really, really are powerful people. And they don't have to be these influencers. They can be the lady next door. And and I think it's just, you know, anybody who knows more than you that can, you know, really help you get where you want to go. Coaches are valuable because we don't just, uh, we look at the whole person. We look at your lifestyle, how you can fit those things in. We have all these little tips and tricks that we have gained over years of experience that we can help you implement. But we also work with your lifestyle. Like if you're a busy mom, we're going to give you things to do that a busy mom can do. Right. Um, So they really are, you know, catering to you and and what your needs are. Yeah. Someone, someone, a cheerleader, I guess, and and someone to be there, you know, on on the journey with you. That's a. Somebody that's like minded. Right. Because oftentimes the people in our immediate environment are not like minded in some of the ways that we want to move forward to. There comes a time, I think, especially in everybody's life. Um, and I know in, in women, mostly it's that, you know, 40 year old, 30, you know, they, there's this time period where you start shifting. And um, sometimes you just you're doing these new things that the people around you aren't, you know, used to. And it sometimes it holds us back. So I think just really finding that community, finding that person that can really help you be on that journey that you really want to be on. I really like what you're saying, actually. It's a, yeah, because now you've already, you know, you've identified that you know where you want to be. You've identified that, you know, there's all these areas that you probably want to start doing something about. Also recognizing that maybe in your own environment, you can actually get the support system that you need, reach out to someone that can help and actually together you will get there and you will more likely together with, with that person, a mentor, coach, you know, a guide, uh, than, than maybe you are on your own. But remembering that it is a journey and a journey means that it's not fixed, it's actually very flexible, <laughs> can, can actually help you to get what you want. Yes, and because and I can tell you when I started this journey, it was brand new. I had nobody around me that I knew that was in that realm. I had a lot of chaos because I was making all these changes and getting a lot of outside influence trying to stop me. And so what coaches can do for you because they've really been through a journey is to help you get past those things, right? We're not going to say, you know, don't worry about all that. We're going to show you how you can do it and still be in that comfort. I didn't have that. I want to teach yeah. people how to, how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, on this wonderful note, <laughs> I've asked to, to finish. Uh, and uh, I want to just thank, thank you so much for being uh, with us today and, and sharing your wisdom and, and the light. I mean, there's so much light in what you're saying and, and hope. So I, I think that's how I'm, what I'm sensing, and, and, I, and I'm sure that other people hearing it uh, will, will sense it too. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being here. Thank you thank very much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time to spend with you. Thank you.